Thanksgiving. We are still in the mood of Thanksgiving. Lift up your voice and thank God. We'll be taking off very soon. Pray into the service, pray into the service, pray into the service. Pray for the Lord to take control in Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. As you are praying, you are sharing the link. As you are praying, you are sharing the link. We are asking the Lord to take control. And as you are praying, you are sharing the link. Lift up your voice, somebody. Lift up your voice, somebody. Lift up your voice, somebody. Lift paradox. together in health we have gathered together in power we have gathered together in faith and we have gathered together with one accord father we ask of you to speak to us minister to us reveal your word to us in the name of god the father the son and the holy spirit and the believers will shout amen 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 switching from the mood of prayer into the mood of the word i'm gonna ask everybody here to share the link 
take your time take a minute to share the link share the link Adelaide God bless you so much Mary God bless you Rapadosh Rhoda God bless you Paradosh Rapadosh Mara Di Paradosh Shakadiva La Paradosh Shakadiva Da Paladoka Nora God bless you Li Paradosh Masuvrade kadava, marado shakada, please kavu ripadosh, makada likata vras kaduva, le parada kaparado shepede gras kate, li parada vadush kete prata luva, e kata bras kaduvres kativa, and as I am speaking in tongues, any veil that has covered the word of God by the reason of the prayer tonight and by the reason of the gathering of the saints tonight, there shall be an unveiling of the word and there shall be a revelation of the word and there shall be an enlightenment tonight. God, we pray and we come against any shackles, any bondages, anything that keeps the people of God bound, that everybody will be set free, for it is written that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I declare tonight that the truth shall be known, the truth shall be known, the truth shall be known, and this same truth shall release you and unleash you onto higher dimensions of the word and into higher dimensions of God and into a higher dimension of your spiritual life in the mighty name of Jesus. When I went to hell, everybody type when I went to hell. When I went to hell. What I'm about to share with you is a personal encounter I had in a vision of the night. Revealed by God Most High. What we will do is we are going to examine this dream in relation to the place the Bible calls hell. Are we together? And I'll present to you documented evidence for the place called hell. I'm going to be dealing with Questions, frequently asked questions, and I'll give you answers to these questions. And I'm believing God that by the time I am through with you, you can bring me your personal questions that I can answer them. All right, 
are we together li parado kada brashke de brakada bada busha kada bada 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 get your notes pads get your pens ready you are going to have to write a lot of things down tonight the first question i'm going to deal with is is hell even real is hell even real is hell even real because if hell is not real then there is no point to that which we are gathered here and there is no point to what i am about to share with you and so the first question that i'm going to deal with is is hell even real <laughs> this is quite funny the bible continually warns of a place called hell now there are over 162 references in the new testament alone which warns of hell and over 70 of these references were uttered by the lord jesus himself now the doctrine of hell is a, is is uncomfortable for most of us but then our understanding of hell will shape our view of the gospel and the need for holiness in fact jesus talked about hell more than any other person in the bible jesus christ our lord talked about hell more than every single person in the bible jesus doesn't only reference hell but he actually describes it in great detail you can check luke chapter 16 starting from verse 19 luke chapter 16 starting from verse 19 but i'm not i'm not going to go through that now jesus talks about hell actually more than he talks about heaven and he describes it more vividly there is no denying that jesus knew believed and warned about the absolute reality of hell even in the bible hell is very real so my question is what really is hell what is the meaning of hell whenever we mention the word hell what comes to mind follow carefully hell is the realm in which all the dead exist understand that on earth every living being exists is the realm in which all the living beings exist now there is another realm in which all the dead exist and this realm is what we call hell so anybody who is dead is in hell follow carefully anyone who is dead as of now is in hell both the righteous dead and the unrighteous dead are all in hell what am i saying so abraham is in hell so noah is in hell so adam and eve are in hell so elijah elisha the great prophet jeremiah they are in hell is that what the prophet is saying yes even jesus went to hell follow carefully 
what really is hell just as when someone travels from abroad into our dear country ghana and you ask them where are you now they are all probably going to answer i'm in ghana right when a relative travels to ghana when a friend travels from outside into ghana and you ask them where are you now everybody will say i'm in ghana but in reality the person is only in one of the regions of ghana either in the eastern region in the western region greater accra ashanti region you cannot be in ghana as a whole you will only be in a region in ghana the same as ghana is broken up in regions so is hell hell is broken up into three main regions the first region of hell is called hades the second region of hell is called paradise and the third region is called the great gulf hades paradise and the great gulf these three main regions Put together is what we call hell so it is not a matter of going to hell but it is rather a matter of which part of hell are you in now let me deal with Hades Hades is the abode of the wicked dead because initially I said that both the righteous dead and the sinful dead or the wicked dead the people who died in their sins and the people who did not die in their sins or the people who died in god all of these two people are in hell but the difference is those who die in their sins are in a region of hell called hades or Sheol. follow carefully Hades is the eternal separation from god due to a sinful and on and unrepentant life on earth in other words god doesn't send people to hades but people based on their own actions their behavior their lifestyle matches them into hell people are asking is god wicked enough to take people to hell no god is not wicked to take you to hell or to hades no but then based on your own way of life and your disobedience to the word of god is what will lead you to hell that is why many people do not believe that hell exists because they do not think that god is wicked enough to take people to hell listen you need to come to the place of understanding hell is not a place that god takes people it is a place where people decide whether they want to be there or not if you do not want to be there you choose to live a life according to the will of god but if you choose to be there you live a life contrary to the will of god and that will definitely take you to the place called hades that is the region of hell where the sinners live paradise sometimes people call paradise abraham's bosom but then abraham's bosom is just a section of paradise or think of it as a house where abraham 
is the one in charge or the father of the house. So it means that in paradise, we will have Abraham's bosom, Noah's bosom. All the great men have their own bosoms in paradise. And paradise is also in hell. That is the realm of the righteous dead awaiting the promised resurrection of the second coming of Christ. Those who died in God went to paradise and those who died in the devil went to Hades. I'm taking my time to explain these things. I know some of you guys have already taught you these things but there are still new people here so I have to take my time and break these things down. So in Luke chapter 16 verse 22 Who is posting the scriptures for us Luke chapter 16 verse 22 The Bible said And the beggar died And was carried by the angels To Abraham's bosom Or to paradise the beggar died and was carried by the angels to paradise. And the rich man died and was buried. And he was tormented in a place called Hades. Verse 23. Everything that I am saying right now is scriptural. The beggar died and was taken to paradise. The rich man died and was taken to Hades. God bless you, son. Marudo Verse 24 of Luke chapter 16. Then he cried out. The rich man in Hades, he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cook my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Hades is the place of torment. It is the place of sufferings. It is the place of confusion, frustration, all the bad things you can think of. That is Hades. But then there is another section or region of hell that is called paradise. Watch what Abraham says. Verse 25. Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. That stands to reason that paradise is the place of rest. It is the place of comfort. But Hades on the other hand is the place of torment. Now Abraham says, verse 26, besides... Between us and you, there is a great gulf that is fixed. That is the third region of hell. The first region is called Hades. The second region is called Paradise. And Hades and Paradise are separated by a third region called the Great Gulf. And this is the character of the Great Gulf. So that those who want to pass from here to there cannot, nor can those who are here pass from here to there. Are we together? 
So, because of the presence of the third region of hell, you cannot cross from paradise to hell, and you cannot cross, sorry, you cannot cross from paradise to Hades, and you cannot cross from Hades to, to paradise, because between Hades and paradise exists a third region called the Great Gulf. So, hell is a place or a realm that contains Hades, and paradise and these two regions are separated by a third region called the great gulf now you are going to need these things to understand the rest of what i have for you tonight when you have time you can go through luke chapter 16 starting from verse 19 but i don't really have much time tonight so i'll just move on I know you are all waiting for the dream. And here we go. It was late in the night after we had finished ministering for a church. We got into our car to drive back home. I was in the driver's seat with a prophet of God in the front passenger and one other brother in the back seat three people in a car and i was the one driving on our way i realized we were running out of fuel so i had to fill up we drove to all the neighboring filling stations but they were all closed it was around 11 pm in the night we kept driving around, waiting, trying to find a place to fuel the car until we saw one shell filling station afar off. Stay with me. We were so excited that we didn't even realize we were driving into a strange neighborhood, a place where we had not been before, a place where none of us has seen before. But all we wanted was to get our fuel and drive away, so we drove towards the filling station. Now, here is where things begin to get weird. As we drove toward the filling station, the further ahead the station went. Ah. Do you understand? As we drove towards the filling station, the further ahead the station went. We could see from inside the vehicle that we were drawing closer, but the more we drove, the further the station went strange i thought to myself what could this be that you see a destination and you are driving to that destination and the closer you get the further away that place goes now all of a sudden the station stood still like it, it is expected to and we got to a runabout just before getting to the filling station. Finally, the station decided to stand still as it is expected to. 
but before we got to the station we met a roundabout we entered the roundabout and took the second exit for the station the filling station was on our right after the second exit i know if you are here and you are not a driver you might not understand what i'm trying to say about the roundabout but if you're a driver you will understand when we entered the, the, the runabout, we took the second exit. And on the second exit, the filling station was on our right. Now, after filling up the vehicle, we, we talked to human beings, we, we spoke to human beings. It was a human being that served us. We paid up and then we turned back and drove towards the runabout again. Except this time around, there was no exit on the runabout. That runabout that we had just entered that had four exits. Now we got there and that same runabout had no exit. And the road just goes round and round and round. And we kept on driving in circles wondering where the road had disappeared to. And then suddenly we noticed that even the filling station was no longer there. My God, what is the meaning of all this? We wondered. We kept on going round and round and round. I have no idea what got into me. I just brought the vehicle to an abrupt stop. Why did you do that? The other two in the vehicle asked me sharply. Listen. And as we looked into each other's faces awkwardly, we heard a sound like the sound of music coming from outside the car. And then we looked ahead and we all saw a very nice bar at the runabout with beautiful lights all around it a very big old vintage structure a building just appeared from nowhere and the filling station that we just fought our car from has disappeared from the face of the earth I have no idea why we were not scared in the dream, but that is the natural feeling that we were supposed to have. Fear. Why don't we park the car, ask around, and maybe find something to eat? We discussed amongst ourselves because we are not eating all evening and we couldn't find our way either. We entered the bar. I don't know if this was a blessing or a test, but we entered the bar. Then we saw a very long queue at a reception, kind of like people waiting in line for their food. A very long queue. But then I realized that the very moment we entered the structure, the only light, the color of light we could see there was red everything was red hmm. 
before the lights were red inside, the very moment we entered the same door through which we just walked through had disappeared. The very moment we entered, the same door through which we just entered through, we just walked through, disappeared. The queue was not moving at all. And then I looked around and could not see the people who were with me in the vehicle anymore. Hmm. They were lost in the queue. I couldn't find them. The very moment we walked through the door, I, I never saw them again. While I looked through the queue, for them, I saw that everybody was wearing the same outfit, including me, myself. The very moment I entered, my outfit changed. Kind of like everybody was wearing some kind of suit. And I, Vincent Jamatin, heard very loud laughters. But I listened closely and I heard that those were not laughters, but rather loud noises of wailing. I heard a prolonged high-pitched cry of pain, grief and regret. Ah, Where am I? I cried out, where am I? It's like all of a sudden I could tell that I was not in a good place. All of a sudden I could sense that this is not the place where I am supposed to be. All of a sudden I could tell, I could tell. Even though I wasn't willing to accept it, I could tell I wasn't in a good place. All of a sudden I looked and I saw very tall men from the inner chambers with blood all over their bodies. I saw them enter into the place that I was and all the people I was, all the people who were with me in the same queue were stripped naked instantly. When I entered, everybody was in some kind of suit. But the very moment I saw these storm men enter from the inner chambers with blood all over their bodies, I, that instant... Everybody was stripped naked instantly. Everybody was stripped naked. Ah, I don't know. And that is when I sensed it. I have never been afraid in my life like this. I have never been afraid in my life such as this I saw very tall men and I could tell that these men were not human beings that is what we know to be demons I saw them I saw them and the very moment we were stripped naked chains appeared on our feet on our hands and our necks they didn't even have to touch anybody they just entered into the place where i entered kind of like the reception and then everybody instantly was stripped naked and all of a sudden chains appeared on our feet on our hands and our necks oh god 
everywhere was dark so black darkness so thick that you could not even see your own feet when you are standing the place is so full of darkness that you couldn't see i couldn't see my own feet They started giving us stripes on our backs and with each strike it tore out the flesh in two. They started beating us everywhere, blood everywhere, people screaming everywhere. Oh my God. And I wasn't just there watching, I was there, I was receiving the stripes on my back. I was, oh God. Come and see blood and gore. And there was weeping and a gnashing of teeth. Now, this is not the end of the dream. But this is only halfway through. I'm going to deal with, like I said, some of some obvious questions why was everywhere so dark in the dream matthew chapter 8 verse 11 why was everywhere so dark and how do i know that the place that i was was hell matthew chapter 8 verse 11 and i say to you this is jesus speaking that many will come from east and west and sit down with abraham isaac and jacob in the kingdom of heaven verse 12 but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth my god jesus said it he said but the sons of the kingdom do not forget i said i came from a program i came from ministering from from a program and whilst i was yet coming from a program i still found my way in hell now imagine me that i am on my toes i am on my feet doing the work of god supporting the vision of christ and yet whilst i was yet doing it up whilst i was coming back into my house i did not end up in my house but i ended up in a place called hell the question is why is this happening to me the sons of the kingdom they will be cast out into outer darkness if you are thinking it is only sinners who end up in hell you better think again because being in the church is not enough to save you doing the work of the ministry is not enough to save you giving your money in our gatherings is not enough to save you jesus said the sons of the kingdom The sons of the kingdom. The sons of the kingdom. Next question. Was it necessary for them to put us in chains? Was it necessary? Why did I see chains on my neck, my hands, and my feet? Jesus says again in Matthew chapter 22 verse 8. Oh God. Matthew chapter 22 verse 8 Then he said to his servants The wedding is ready But those who were inv- invited Were not worthy 
verse 9. Therefore go into the highways and as many as you find, invite them to the wedding. Verse 10. So those servants went into the highways and gathered together all those whom they found, both good and bad. You need to understand in the kingdom of God, there are good and bad. And you are not good because you are giving up. You are good because you are following the spirit. You are not good because you are looking nice. You are good because you are following the spirit. You are not good because you gave your food to another man. You are good because you are following the spirit. Now the question is, all the things you are doing in the kingdom of God, are you doing these things because the Holy Spirit has instructed you the things you are doing are you doing them according to the instructions of the Holy Spirit or you are doing them because you want to hmm. my God listen to me verse 11 of Matthew chapter 22 but when the king came in and came in to see the guests he saw a man one man and he did not have a wedding garment what garment are you wearing in the church of god is it the garment of holiness is it the garment of righteousness is it the garment of hypocrisy is it the garment of whatever you think it is listen you do not enter into the kingdom of god with your own rules with your own desires with your own feelings with your own perceptions there is a strategy there is a formula there is a pattern that we ought to follow and that pattern is called the word of god you cannot give a greater meaning than that which is already written up you cannot preach a better message than that which is already written up if you are in the kingdom of god you better be sure that everything that you are doing is according to the will and the purposes of god am i communicating i'm not preaching i'm just speaking to you today is father's day And I believe it is best as the father of this vision to share this with you. But when the king came, he saw that there was a man who was not wearing a wedding garment. Verse 12. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Many of you are not making an effort in the kingdom of God. The fact that you have invite, you have been invited into the kingdom, into church, does not mean you can come any way, anyhow. You must come according to the will of God. Are you part of the people of God or are you just a witness? Because the people of God has a particular garment that they wear it is called the garment of holiness if you are not holy you will not enter into the kingdom of god the eternal kingdom the kingdom of god on earth is only for a time but his eternal kingdom you will not enter why are you here without wearing a wedding garment 
Why are you here? Without putting on the cloak of righteousness, you speak to people anyhow, you talk to people anyhow, you treat people anyhow, you do not listen to the voice of the Spirit, you have, you have no idea even how to listen to the voice of the Spirit. The king said to the servant, bind him on the hand, bind him on the feet. I told you in my vision I saw that there were chains all of a sudden on our hands and on our feet and on on our necks. And, And Jesus said the same way, the same thing that he did, the same thing that I saw in my dream was the same thing Jesus had already spoken about. Because Jesus is the God eternal. He knows what happens in hell. And so what he was saying was he was giving us shadows and proofs of the things, some of the things that go on in hell. And he said, bind them on the hand, bind them on the feet, and throw them away. Cast them into the outer darkness. Cast them into hell, into Hades. And I said, I heard people crying. And I told you, I saw wailing people. I saw people weeping. I saw the gnashing of teeth. And Jesus is saying, bind him on hand, on feet, and take them away, and cast them into the outer darkness darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth the same thing i saw in my dream except this time i wasn't there as a witness but i was there as a partaker i was going through it next question are there really roads that lead to hades because in my dream i told you we got to a runabout and at the runabout, all the roads disappeared, and we kept on going around in circles. And all of a sudden, this strange structure appeared, and we entered. Now, the question is is it really true that there are roads that lead to Hades? Or this, this, this man of God is just saying things? Take me to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16, reading from verse 16 through to 18. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flutters, sorry, who flutters with her words. Verse 17. Who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. That is what many of us are doing. We have forgotten about the covenant we have with God. And that is the reason we do things anyhow. We speak anyhow. We give anyhow. We do whatever we want to do because we are forsaking the covenant that we had with God. You see the way you were spiritual. When you were younger, you were spiritual. When you were in high school, you were spiritual. When you were in JHS, see how you've become today. You are forsaking the covenant that you had with God. Take me to verse 18. The Bible said, For her house leads down to death, and her paths down to the realm of the dead. In other words, her paths down to Hades. The path of the immoral woman, the path of a strange woman, the path of the seductress leads to Hades. There are many ways. This is just one of the ways. An immoral woman, a seductress. Many of you are dating people who live like they are prostitutes. They'll go and sleep with this person and you are still with them. They'll go and sleep with that person and you are, you are still with them. The Bible is saying the path of such men or women will lead you down to Hades. 
there are roads that lead there do not be do not be confused or perplexed when i say that i was on a road and and that led me to hell in my dream it is real it is biblical i know there are many people here who are doing things they are doing things unspeakable there are a lot of people doing strange things in this house it is not like we have not seen but god has given you a grace period remember there is a period attached to that grace when that period runs out your path will lead you down to hades take me to matthew chapter 7 verse 13 the things you are doing the things you are doing the things you are doing we do not need to pick these things up you know in your heart you know that what i am doing secretly what i am doing in the dark what i am doing alone what i am doing with these people will lead me you know i am not telling you anything new i came to bring out what you already know matthew chapter 7 verse 13 Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, or broad is the road that leads to Hades. Jesus is saying that broad is the road that leads to Hades. Listen, people, Jesus has warned us a number of times. He has spoken over 70 times, made over 70 references in the New Testament alone, trying to bring us to a place where we would realize that the paths we are on will not lead us into salvation what do we do we are tired of listening to these things those men of god and their doctrine is about hell hell is no longer a doctrine my friend i have experienced it firsthand i have felt the pain firsthand i have felt the heat firsthand i am i am here to get to the second part of my dream the question is, how can a man of God enter Hades? How can a man of God really enter Hades? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. I know many of you are wondering, Papa, did you not just say you were coming back from a program and you entered Hades? You went to hell, specifically Hades, and you were tortured. How can a man of God enter Hades? Isaiah chapter 5 verse 11. Woe to those who rise early in the morning. That they may follow intoxicating drink. <sighs> who continue until night. Till wine inflames them. The people who drink. The people who do drugs. You wake up, the only thing you are concerned with is drinking. It's taking in drugs, doing drugs. <laughs> Listen, these days we have, we have stopped telling people to repent. Me, I always say, I will tell you, keep on doing what you are doing. But when the time comes, you will know. Listen, I am not here to prove to you that hell is real. Whether you believe it or not, wait till you are there. You will understand how real hell is. 
the things you are doing you wake up in the morning the only thing you think about is instagram the only thing you think about is tiktok the only thing you, you have forgetting the fact that someone gave you life someone had mercy on you someone has shown you favor and that is why you are breathing the only thing you can think of is that girl that you are following that girl that you know she's already in a relationship but you keep on following her you keep it up i will not tell you to stop i will tell you keep it up but when the time comes woe to those who rise in the morning the first thing they think about is their personal vendettas you don't have time to pray you are too busy to pray you are too busy to read the bible you are too busy to do anything spiritual you think life is all about sleeping, waking up and being successful, working hard. Wait till you enter hell, you will understand. It will shock you that you will not sin. You will not do a single thing that you claim is a sin, but you will still end up in hell. It is not, hell is not full of sinners. Hell is full of people who are unwilling to follow God. It is not a matter of, I have not sinned. Who cares? Are you following God? Because when you sin, your sins will be forgiven. So the question is, are you following God? If you are following God, you will not even sin in the first place. If you are following God, you will not do the things you do in the first place. If you are following God, we wouldn't have to preach to you about repentance. Follow God. Verse 12. The harp and the strings, the tambourine and flute and wine are in their feast. They have fun. They throw parties. They sing. And listen to There are a lot of song ministers who, who end up in hell. I tell you. And that is because their ministry has become a business. And these days they do programs. And they are selling tickets. This person is. And, and single is 50 citizens. Double is 100 citizens. Listen. This is a business. He said freely you received. Why is it that when the preachers are doing programs. We do not put tickets on them. How come? Because the preachers do bigger programs than the song ministers. The preachers do massive programs than the song ministers. And yet the song ministers are selling the ability. They have the strings, the tambourine and flute. Keep it up. What you are doing is you are feasting in the name of God. You are throwing parties. What you are doing is not administration. What you are doing is a party. What you are doing is not recognized by God. It is a party. He gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets. He gave some to be evangelists. He gave some to be teachers. He gave some to be pastors. When did he give some to be song ministers? If you are a song minister, it is not alone. You need to enter into one of these offices. Who is called as a song minister? Nobody is called as a song minister. Being a song minister is not a calling. It is a gift. You do not sell your gift. Charging for programs. But watch this. The Bible said... They do not regard the work of the Lord. And now this is where I was, I was sinning that I didn't know. Huh. They do not regard the work 
of the Lord. Listen, there is a difference between the work of the Lord and the work of the ministry. Doing the work of the ministry and doing the work of the Lord are two different things. Because in ministry, you can still be in ministry without following the voice of God, without doing things according to the will of God. Many of us are doing the work of the ministry and we are no longer doing the work of the Lord. And that is why all these great ministers in Ghana, in the world, across Africa, all these great people are doing great ministry but many of them, not many of them are doing the work of the Lord. Not many of them are doing the work of the Lord. They are doing the work of the ministry. You, you, you will enter into hell with that work of the ministry. And, and those of you who are givers, who are givers, giving is a gift. If you read the Bible carefully, giving is a gift. When you give, you are doing or supporting the work of the ministry. Now, when you give according to the will of God, that is when you are doing the work of the Lord. And that is why you go to all those men of God and they will put prizes on your salvation. They will put prizes on your prophecies. They will put prizes on your deliverance. They will put prizes on the things they do for you. And you also keep on giving. And you come back complaining to us that I gave to this, I gave to that. What you did was not the work of the Lord. It was the work of the ministry. And you will go to hell because of it. These days, it's all about branding. <sighs> Nobody... Is following the voice of God anymore. Brandon. 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 You can't enter into heaven with that brand. If you have a brand, you do not have a greater brand than that of the mark of God. That is the brand of holiness, the brand of peace, the brand of love. There is no greater brand than the brand of love. Ha. Shadow Work of the ministry. And that is why I personally, in my dream, found myself in hell. And the Lord needed to teach me, son, the path that you are on, you are up, going up and down, doing the work of the ministry. That is a good thing, but there are other things that you are doing in the so-called ministry that I, the Lord, I'm not the one who is influencing it. Do not forget, I was with three people, two other people with me in the dream, we were three in the car. I was in the car because I was following another man of God. And because I was following that man of God, the Lord warned me that there are some things you are doing together that it is not from me. It is part of the ministry, your so-called ministry, but it is not the work of the Lord. Doing the work of the Lord means you put the Holy Spirit above every single thing. You put the Holy Spirit above your desires. You put the Holy Spirit above the things you go through. You, you put the Holy Spirit above every single thing. If you are not doing that, you are not doing the work of the Lord. Verse 13. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity and that is why a lot of people are not doing well in the work they are doing because the Bible said a lot of people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. They have nobody to teach them these things. They are not willing to submit themselves to the voice of God for God to break these things down for them. And because of their lack of knowledge, the Bible said their honorable men are famished. They, they do not have the word of God on the inside of them the 
person calls himself a teacher the person calls himself a pastor and yet they preach the word of God and there is nothing tangible in what they are preaching to you many of you can attest to the fact that you are being fed well when you join prayer life because we make sure that the things we feed you with are the things the food that we have received from God I wouldn't come to preach about anything concerning me preach about anything concerning my family because this work is not about me this work is about the Lord when I come to teach I teach to the glory of God I don't want to be famous and that is why I'm preaching I'm not preaching because I'm looking for fame I was a rapper before I became a preacher if fame was what I was looking for I would never have left rap Watch this verse 14. Therefore, Hades has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure because of your lack of knowledge, because of your insensitivity. The Bible is saying Hades has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Hades. Yes. And that is why a man of God, even a man of God, can enter into hell. Yes. Sometimes you pray for the sick that God has not asked you to. Now think about it. When Jesus got to the pool of Bethesda, there were a lot of sick people that were surrounding the pool. But he only prayed for one man and he walked away. All the people you are healing, has God asked you to heal them? Or you are healing them because you have the gift? Uh huh. That is where you falter. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 24 and they shall go forth and look Isaiah 66 verse 24 they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me the Bible is saying for their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched when you find your way in hell your sufferings will not end your your tormenting will not end your torture will not end and your fire will not be quenched that is what the Bible is saying and Jesus came to to re-echo the same thing uh, in Mark chapter 9 verse 44 uh, he said uh, where their worm uh, does not die uh, and their fire uh, is not quenched uh, he said the same thing uh, in two verses later uh, that is verse 46 uh, he said their worm does not die uh, and their fire is not quenched uh, and he repeated the same thing three times uh, in the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 48 uh, he said uh, where their worm does not die uh, and their fire is not quenched. Listen to me people, if you find your way in hell, you need to understand you are going to partake in all kinds of torment, in all kinds of torture, in all kinds of suffering. I have come to warn you as someone who has had an encounter in hell, but I was lucky that it was in my dream. You might not be that lucky. Maybe for you, it will not be a dream. I pray that this will not be your story. Shout yes. Listen. I'm taking you to the last part of my dream. 
their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched listen this brings me back to my dream I remember in the dream we were tortured for days We were tortured for days and I couldn't count the number of days we had been there because there are no days or mornings in hell. Just darkness and night. Darkness and night. So you cannot tell whether you've been there for five days or for six days or for seven days because it is always night time. I remember feeling very hot because the red light that I saw was not coming from an electricity but it was coming from the burning fire. Remember, the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And the color of the fire is reddish, yellowish, orange. So everywhere was red. Everywhere. fatal wounds all over my body wounds everywhere I couldn't breathe well there was no oxygen there breathing was not even an option there is no air there for you to breathe oh god all you breathe in is hell is heat all you breathe in is hell and heat oh I saw people's skulls being crushed. I saw eyeballs popping out of the sockets. I saw all sorts of scary torturing tools like some demonic pliers, daggers, screwdrivers used to force out fingernails and even cut entire fingers off. I saw that the demons will catch people and put them in some kind of room with a red door and they will always take the people in the room in, in, in the room whilst the people are alive but when they come out of the room those people cannot even walk anymore they are dragging them on the floor with blood everywhere their fingers chopped off Vincent Chamatin saw Hades as a realm where your own fear comes alive that you are tormented by the exact thing that scares you the realm of the dead is able to tap into your innermost being and pour out your deepest and darkest fears and the torments go on and on and on until victims sort of faint and the demons will throw them into the stream of fire like a volcano. After torturing people for days, the people will faint. And when you faint, kind of like they are dead, but in hell, nobody dies. But they can torture you to the extent that you cannot even do anything anymore. And then when you get to that point, they will throw you into a stream of fire, just like a volcano. 
And then, oh God, imagine putting someone in a volcano to recover. Even in your recovery, you are in fire. Oh God, I pray that you will not end up in hell. Because me, from what I have seen, I, have, I am making a conscious effort not to get there. And then they will leave you in the volcano for weeks, for months, for years, as long as it takes. And the very moment your body forms back, they will go through the same cycle over and over. There were no mornings, as I said, no daylight in the realm of Hades. All I saw were darkness and fire and torture, blood, pain, screamings, weepings. I saw some people that I knew in real life. I do not know what that meant yet. Seeing as those people are still alive today. But I tell us, I saw them in hell. I saw about three people that I recognized. Three young men. I don't know why. I have no idea why I saw them there. Now, I also saw a very close friend of mine in there who had been tormented there for so long that he had become a tormentor himself. He was working for the demons. I was marveled when I saw that my friend was working as a slave for the demons. Now, the reason I was shocked and I'm still shocked is that this person is still alive today. So, I don't understand why I saw him in hell. And he was overseeing a different batch of freshers in hell. Wow. I tried talking to him. But he just ignored me. Like he had never seen me before in his life. My torment went on and on to the point where I was sort of fainting myself. I bled and bled. I couldn't stand on my own two feet. So the demons commanded my friend to come for me and throw me in the volcano until I recover. Now, this is where something miraculous happened. This friend of mine took me to the place of the volcano. I saw millions of souls in the fire waiting in the fire hey, to recover I thought this was the end for me because you see sometimes you are so caught up in a dream that in the dream you believe that this is real you have no idea or whatsoever that you are dreaming I was so sure that that was reality I thought this was the end for me but I realized that this friend of mine was looking around to see if anybody was watching him. And seeing as no demon was around us at that time, at the place of the volcano, he, he took me closer to a rock. Like a wall, but it was full of rock. Because we were in some kind of cave. He took me closer to a rock. 
And there was a hidden door in there. He opened the door for me and brought me out of hell. I still could not stand on my feet. I realized that I was back at that same runabout by which I drove myself. <laughs> Do you remember the runabout? When he, he opened the hidden door, that door led me straight to that same runabout. Quickly, he said, this place is all part of it. But seeing as I still could not walk without assistance, my friend carried me on one side and brought me to the other side of the runabout, which was all bushy. The place was very bushy, the other side of the runabout. I still could not see any roads at the runabout, such that you couldn't even see ahead through it. I saw in his hand a torch. A very powerful one. He lighted up the torch into the bush and he said, This is the way. The very moment he said, This is the way, I saw short dashes light up on the floor through the bush. Oh God. I started following the light dashes through the bush. For about five minutes, I kept on walking and falling down and walking and falling down with blood all over me and walking and falling down as I followed through the light dashes on the floor. And all of a sudden, I appeared in a large city. A city full of lights and technology. I saw electric vehicles. A city as I have never seen before. Ah. Then all of a sudden, I knew the presence of the Lord again, and I asked the Lord, Where am I, my Lord? And all of a sudden, I heard the voice of the Lord. You are back on the land of the living. Then I asked the Lord, Which country is this? And the Lord said, It is your very own country, Ghana. Then I asked, how long was I away? How long was I away? And the Lord said, You have been away for generations. Oh God. And all of a sudden, with tears rolling down my cheek, because I knew that everybody that I ever knew before I went into hell in that dream was dead by then. And so I started weeping. And then I asked the Lord, How did I find my way out, my Lord? How did I find my way out? And the Lord said, have you forgotten the book of Psalms chapter 119 verse 105 that said that my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That if you will follow my word, it will be your way out of hell. That if you are able to stick to my word and learn and abide in my word, then that same word will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That no matter what how 
dark this world will become uh, the word of God will be a lamp unto your feet uh, and a light unto your path uh, and the Lord said to me uh, if only you could trust in my word uh, if only you could rely on my word uh, no matter how dark uh, Ghana will become uh, you will still find a way through uh, no matter how difficult uh, the country will become uh, you will still find your way through uh, no matter how bad uh, the prices of this fuel will rise up uh, the prices of these things transportation will rise up the prices of boats and uber will rise up the lord said my word will keep you my word will be a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path my god i pray that if somebody is under the sound of my voice you will not just be under the sound but you will open up your heart into accepting in the word of the lord which is the only lamp you need on your feet and the light the short dashes you need on your path my god no matter what your testimony is no matter what your moment of weakness is no matter what your dark times are the lord is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path if only you can stick to the word if only you can open up to the word then there is glory at the end of the tunnel there is favor at the end of the tunnel there is grace at the end of the tunnel do not give in because everybody on campus is doing it do not give in because all other ministers are doing it do not give in because every song minister is doing it be the light in your world be the different one in your world be that alien sent from God who will not follow the patterns of the traditions of the elders my God I wish you will not be a slave you will not be a slave to the traditions and the customs of mortal men the traditions and the customs of mere men that you follow the the voice of God you follow the spirit of God that you be the fire set ablaze from the Lord that you be the game changer that you be outstanding that you be according to the will of God that you grow to the place of the state of the fullness of Christ my God I wish I had people in the church under the sound of my voice who are willing to live with God live for God and die for God Hear ye the word of the Lord. There are thousands and hundreds and millions of saints going through those same challenges you are going through all over the world. But all of these saints have one hope that the Lord will come through for them. Do not say she is tempting me too much. Do not say I couldn't control myself. Do not say I was angry. Do not say I didn't have time to obey the voice of God. I didn't have the strength to obey the voice of God. Do not say I am confused about following God. Clear your mind now. Let this word clear your mind now the word of god is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path i pray for you 
no matter what your challenge is no matter what your struggle is no matter what your situation is declare to yourself i will stick to god i will stand with god i will stand with god declare to yourself i will stand with god i will stand with god i will stand with god in jesus name people you are here you are not born again and even if you are born again your life doesn't conform to the will of god you want to give your life to christ you want to rededicate your life to god i want to see your hand You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I want to see your hand. I want to see your hand. I want to see your hand. You want to rededicate your life to God. You want to accept God. Say after me, Father Lord, This day, I have come to know the truth. And I am ready to give my life to you, O God. Father Lord, accept me as I am. I know I am not perfect. I know I am weak. I know I am flawed. But, oh God, I know you are able to redeem me. I know you are more than able to save me. Father Lord, save me tonight. Father Lord, save me tonight. Father Lord, save me tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come and live in my heart. Show me your ways and help me do your will. Help me follow your will in Jesus' mighty name. Oh God, I rededicate my life unto you. I have swayed away for too long, Lord. I am back now. The things of my past are dead and gone. Make me anew and make me whole. In Jesus' mighty name. And the believers will shout, Amen. 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 In the next few minutes, I'm going to be taking personal questions. Personal questions. So you, you just let me see your hand if you have a question. We type in the question and I'll give you your answer. You want to know about anything? You want to know where hell is? Where the Bible says hell is? Whatever your question is, just bring it on board. 
You have a personal question? Take this opportunity to ask me all your questions. La paradosha. Tika Any questions? Any questions? Good evening. Impressive. Empress, or I don't know. But good evening. Do you have any personal question? Alright, so what is your question? In the next 10 minutes, I'll be taking your questions. I'll answer them and we will end the session. Personal questions concerning the matter, concerning hell, no matter what it is, even if it is not about hell, bring in your questions. Miracle. All right, go on. What is your question? Please, today is Father's Day. This is my gift to all of you guys. Ask me all your questions, any question, whether it has to do with hell, it has to do with what I thought, or anything at all. Ask your questions in the next 10 minutes. If you are ignorant about something, will you still go to hell? Yes. Ignorance is a sin. If you are ignorant about something, you will still go to hell. That is why at a point Jesus was angry because the people were ignorant and they had no knowledge. Because ignorance will lead you to hell. The fact that you do not know that hell exists, the fact that you do not know that Jesus is able to save, will not save you from hell. You will still end up there. Because there will be no ignorant people in heaven. Everybody and anybody who is ignorant will end up in hell. Miracle, have I answered your question? Quickly, 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 bring in your questions. La parados kadabadabraka. Clock is ticking. Maradosh shakadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadab
Number one, it depends on the kind of addiction. How do you become free from addiction? Number one, it depends on the kind of addiction. But you need to know what brings about addiction is consistency on that thing that you are addicted to. What generates what we call addiction is commitment towards that thing you are addicted to. Since I don't know the kind of addiction we are talking about here, the general answer I can share with you is you need to break your commitment to that thing that got you addicted in the first place. You need to break the cycles of consistency towards that thing that you are doing or you are addicted to. You need to understand no level of prayer and no amount of prayer will break an addiction. Hmm. I'm going to say something very controversial. No amount of prayer will break an addiction. In order to break or to be free from any kind of addiction, you need to step away. Break your mindset and renew your mindset towards that thing you are addicted to no matter what prayer you receive if your own mind is not renewed from that thing you are addicted to the addiction will still rule over you it took an idea an ideology a mindset some kind of thinking for you to be addicted to the thing you are addicted to the only thing that can save you from that level of addiction is you renewing your mindset concerning that thing you can pray you will go back to it you can fast you will go back to it you can take the holy communion you will go back to it because until your ideology is changed you will still be addicted please understand please have i been able to answer your question to your satisfaction is there anything more you would want to ask all right god bless you any other question Alright, God bless you, sir. Some say the dresses we wear, makeups we put on, and others are not from God. Some even say they are from the marine world. So Papa, can these <laughs> can these things take us to Hades? Okay. Sewa. Let me briefly touch on this. 
makeup and some style of dressing you need to understand when you check the bible there are no proofs concerning those things and this is why when you read the book of enoch i have read a part of it the prophet called enoch i have read a part of it i know not many believers have but i have when you read the book of enoch enoch speaks in the writings of the prophet that same enoch that the bible said and enoch was with god or enoch walked with god and he was no more when you read a part of the book of enoch you will understand somewhere after chapter 6 you will understand that making up the eye and making up the face was taught by some angels that slept with the daughters of men now the bible was very brief on it when you go to genesis chapter 6 you realize that the bible said and the sons of god slept with the daughters of men and they married them and they gave birth to giants those angels are fallen angels now these fallen angels taught women how to do these makeups taught israel the people of god how to do these makeups and put on some, some to dress in a particular kind of way these things are secrets in heaven that were not meant for human beings yet but then these fallen angels stole those secrets from heaven and they taught it to the women because they were sleeping with them <laughs> now that is the, the details is a story for another day but what you need to understand is these, these things were stolen from heaven and were taught to human beings now we have been taught it is now a part of us even though making up will not take you to hell or Hades you need to understand with God it is not what you are doing but the motive of what you are doing with God I repeat it is not what you are doing but the motive of what you are doing it is not the makeup you are wearing that will take you to hell it is not the perfume you are wearing that will take you to hell it is not your appearance or your outfit that will take you to hell but the motive with which you are wearing them now if you are putting on a makeup or putting on a dress because you are seeing or you are looking forward to win someone else's husband from from them you need to know because of your motive you are now condemned so it is not about putting on a tattoo it is not about putting on a makeup it is not about what you are doing it is not holding a knife that condemns you to hell but that which you do with that knife that which you do with that weapon the motive that is what condemns a person to hell please say what have i answered your question keep your questions coming if you still have them God bless you too. 
but you need to know when it comes to motive you cannot hide it from God your motive is what comes out of your heart that is why the, Jesus said it is not what enters a man that defiles him but what comes out of him it is not the tattoo on your body that will defile you it is not the makeup you are wearing that will defile you it is not your outfit that will defile you but with which comes out of you that which comes out of you the motive that comes out of you the bible said guard your heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of this life what comes out of your heart is what would condemn you or justify you if in your heart you are doing it for a personal reason for a selfish reason for a sinful reason then you are condemned you can bring in the questions okay so if you do not have any question let me say uh, let me see you say i'm okay so that i know you don't have any question okay I pray for you guys that the Lord will lead you on the path of righteousness in all things may you follow God in all your doings may you follow God in Jesus mighty name I pray amen God bless you guys so much see you on Tuesday sorry on Wednesday 12 a.m. for our midnight vigil God bless you so much bye bye